You may confuse us for a tall, cool Budweiser. We're talking the draft. Don't make plans. It's time for the shakedown. everybody and welcome to episode 13 of the shakedown i am austin stevens joining me as always dan schweizer i'm back bitches and i'm dylan webster even though apparently i don't join always anymore yeah apparently I know. not i'm sorry man it's all right the recurring guest dylan <laughs> webster <laughs> we just I'm, I'm like one of the huxville kids friends <laughs> like i'm in a lot of episodes but i'm not in all of them we're just in a really tight spot now because dan's working third shift dylan's doing a play and i'm two hours behind you guys yep uh i'm doing a musical sorry dan's doing third shift dylan's doing a musical yeah and i'm two hours behind you guys so i let the listeners know that i have a sweet singing voice that's true and if (laughs) (laughs) but if they want to hear it they have to go to the musical yes they like eight bucks to go see me. Ooh, that's a lot. I could spend six and go to a movie instead. I could give you the extra two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that is called a bribe, Dylan. <laughs> it's not a bribe if he takes it. So I paid. That's exactly 75%. a bribe. You paid twenty five percent. Sweet. I'll go see it. <laughs> okay. Oh, there are some loud horns going on outside. First off, this episode is brought to you by the United Center fans, because we pretty much are just booing every athlete that comes in now. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this week, not really too much happened uh, with Geekdom and Film and TV, and a lot happened with sports, uh, referring to the NFL draft. So because we're probably going to have a major episode next week with Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, we're just going to do this as a mega sports draft day episode because we have a lot to say about this because we're all bears fans and, and the personally bears did some crazy stuff oh my yes. gosh like even if we weren't bears fans i feel like this is what we would be talking about anyway so it's what most of the internet in sports is talking about yeah that's yeah, true so i don't feel bad spending a lot of time talking about it no Great, so let's go ahead with sports. Dylan, take it away. All right, so the NFL draft happened on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Mm -hmm. And now there's been a lot of speculation for a long time about who's going to go where, and there have been countless, countless amounts of mock drafts. Uh, I, I didn't see the same top 10 on any mock draft. The only one that was the same pretty much every time was Miles Garrett. Yeah. Even then, I've one. seen a few where Trubisky went number one overall to the Browns because they were saying that it, it was between those two. Mm-hmm. They And they were hoping to try and get both of them since they had pick number 12 as well. Hopefully trade back into the top five to get him. But that became another point. Uh, a few hours before the... Or the day before the draft... They said they were leaning towards Trubisky. Then a couple hours before the draft actually happened, they came out and said, we're taking Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's done deal. We've all decided this is where we're going. Yeah, they said... So first... They said Niners are on the clock. We're taking Garrett. Yep. So, 
first pick of the draft was Miles Garrett, defensive end from Texas A&M. Good and pick. Most, most, yeah, great pick. The kid, <clears throat> like, this, I feel like this draft overall was not as good, but they were above average. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there weren't too many, like, standout players. Garrett was about the only one. Yeah, he was the unanimous number one overall talent mm-hmm. in this draft. And he's and there were a lot of questions about his, his effort, uh, talking about how he takes plays off. Um, but, I mean, really... In, the same things were said about Jadavian Clowney when he was exactly, taken number one. Exactly. The same has been said for a lot of defensive players. Now, they take plays off, they do this and that, whatever. Like, you, can, you find faults with everybody. But he was clear in a way the best player in the draft. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's just an absolute freak of an athlete. So I I thought it was a no-brainer to take him. He's a guy that if you plug him in and he gives 100% every time, he can turn your defense around by himself, basically. Yep. And also, the Browns were not great at rushing the passer last year. Now they have a guy who can rush the passer. So, I mean, that makes yeah. sense. I, it's looking like the Browns, with all of these draft picks that they've been getting <clears throat> because they've been so terrible... They might be really good, like in the next couple of years. Well, I I told you guys. I mean, uh, I could see them picking outside the top ten next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I told you guys that um, that I think twenty eighteen season the Browns will actually get a wild card. Yeah, and that's right. If uh, if their pickup of Dijon Dijon Kaiser plays out and he develops well. I think they have a shot of uh, winning their division in 2019. That's quite possible. Yeah. No, you just have. It's one of those things you just have to wait and see. It's a tough division, but uh, they've got yeah. Joe Flacco's getting old. Um, Roethlisberger will probably retire after this next season. Yep, and then the Bengals are just really wild. <laughs> yeah, the Bengals are real hit or, hit or miss. Yeah. Now, one year they're really good, the next year they're picking ninth in the draft. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, the Miles Garrett pick happened, and everyone thought, okay, this is going exactly as planned. And then all hell broke loose. Oh, my gosh. The Bears trade up from number three to number two with the Niners. They gave up, uh, well, first off, the exchange their first round picks. Yep. The Bears also gave up their third and fourth round picks this year and a third round pick in 2018 to move up the one spot, which I was surprised they traded up. They kept talking about they wanted to trade down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was shocked with that to start with. And then I'm sitting there at work hoping no one comes in for the next like five minutes so I can see who the Bears pick. <laughs> and luckily no one did. So I'm sitting there watching. And then all of a sudden the commissioner comes up and he says, Mitchell Trubisky, and I went, what? And everyone in the bar looked at me like I was crazy. This is like, screw you, you don't get me. No, <laughs> the bears are crazy. And, and then I went back in the kitchen, I was like, did that really just happen? You had to stick and your head I'm, in the freezer because you were so heated up about it? <laughs> no, I, I wasn't even heated about it because I didn't know what they had given up <laughs> for the trade at that point yet. Yeah. I was just like, that really happened because I heard nothing about the bears wanting Trubisky. Yeah. I thought I thought for sure it was going to be Deshaun Watson. Yeah, it was either going to be Deshaun Watson or Jamal Adams. Because the 49ers needed safety help too. Yeah, so I could see them flip flopping with them to try and take Adams, but I I just didn't. I was trying to figure out like how that came about, and then about the time when I was trying to figure it out, my phone just blew up, 
<laughs> and you guys were texting me. My brother and my cousin's boyfriend were texting me. Uh, my buddy Sly was texting me. And I'm also trying to, like, update our Twitter account. And, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm literally doing, like, five or six things at once. So Dylan lived the life of an ESPN analyst but for keep a in mind, uh, <laughs> Keep in mind, though. That. Adam Schefter doesn't cook while he's doing all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you're at sometimes. work doing all of these things except your actual job. <laughs> <laughs> basically it's what it came down to at one point like i was putting stuff on the grill and forgetting about it as i was texting you guys back <laughs> luckily there was another person in the kitchen they were picking up all my slack oh my gosh so, uh, but it was it was just crazy like i'm and i'm like trying to look at twitter to find information uh from all the people that i follow like i'm trying to do everything i can to figure out like how this came about yeah and that's when i saw what they traded for and i was like you gotta be kidding me we can't afford to be giving up draft picks when we're trying to rebuild yeah or as ryan pace and john fox call it reloading i'm like no we're rebuilding we're rebuilding let's call it what it is like we were garbage we're trying to get better that's a rebuild yeah yep what else do you call when you bring in a new gm and a new coach like that's a rebuild doesn't matter how good you are uh but so after some time of thinking about it, like we really can't evaluate a draft class until like three years from now. Yeah. Like we, you can't judge accurately. it accurately. Yeah, you can't judge it accurately. Right now, you just have to go off your initial response and just how you feel about each player individually. Now, I brought along my uh, <clears throat> uh, report on Trubisky, and I wanted to read it for you guys again. Okay. Uh, so the way, so I have him listed at 6'2", uh, 222 pounds. He threw for 3,748 yards, 30 touchdowns to six interceptions. And, uh, the yards and the touchdowns were a school record for That's a single true. season. Uh, he actually threw four interceptions all throughout the regular season. He threw two in the bowl game against Stanford, which was a really right. good defense. Yeah. Uh, which he played against Solomon Thomas. He did. And the 49ers picked Solomon Thomas and then trolled the Bears yep. by posting a picture of Solomon Thomas trying to sack Mitch Trubisky. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I, was, I was like, okay, good one. You, you win this round. <laughs> you heard well that. <clears throat> you win this round, but hey, remember, we kicked your ass during the season. <laughs> like, We're, we're, we're going to throw that out there. We beat you with Matt Barkley. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> who, who they now have. Yeah. And they have two of our three quarterbacks from last year. The third one, not on the team anymore. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I have Trubisky. His, the pros on him were he's a prototype quarterback body. He's mm-hmm. a calm field general. Great mobility. Always ready to throw. Crisp and efficient delivery. Goes through his progressions quickly. Great ability to read defenses before and after the snap. True competitor. Rarely throws off balance. Great arm strength. Great accuracy. Yep. I still think all those are true. Yeah, absolutely. And after him, after him getting drafted, I looked at some game film, mm-hmm. and what I kept hearing was his worst game was against Stanford in that bowl game. Right. So I watched that film. He's still really good. Yeah. Like, oh my god, some of the windows he fit passes into were ridiculous. And then someone posted a video 
uh, saying, never forget when Mitch Trubisky threw four touchdown passes in a last-minute drive. I was like, what are you talking about? Four, four touchdowns in a minute. That's not possible. What they meant was, it's against Stanford in the bowl game. Uh, basically, during that last drive, Trubisky threw four touchdown passes. Three of them were drops. Oh, um, man. He, had, he threw to three wide-open receivers, and the ball hit them in the hands. And they dropped. And they dropped every single one. Now, one was defended, so I'll give him that. But there was one guy that was behind his defender, and it was a basket catch style, and it bounced off his hands and fell to the ground. Oh, my god! I was just like, that's it. You're, I don't care. You're done. I cut you from the team right there. <laughs> Turn in your jersey, so, walk off the field. <laughs> so, I mean, he, I mean, he led that team back at the end of it, and then they were down by eight. So he throws a touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. They're down by two. They line up to try and do one of those little, like, dump-off passes to get the two-point conversion. Yeah. Yeah. Stanford was ready for it, though, and they sent the house. And North Carolina's offensive line was terrible. So three guys got to Trubisky. Oh. One of them being Solomon Thomas. (laughs) But, uh, and, like, it was weird watching some of the film. I wanted to stay away from this comparison because I'm trying to think of, like, how high his ceiling could be. So I'm trying. I've been trying to stay away from this comparison, but after watching this film against Stanford, I'm gonna say it. If he develops correctly, and no, he goes through everything and learns well, mm-hmm. he, there's possibility he could be the next Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, buddy, I would like I, that. <laughs> seriously, if you guys can find the time, watch. Just go to YouTube, type in Mitch Trubisky versus Stanford, and you'll see a bunch of times where he's getting chased by defensive linemen. And he's running, and he'll change field, and he'll escape. And then he'll roll out. Like Rodgers constantly Yeah, like Rodgers is constantly doing. That's why I bring it up. Nice. And he's really also really good at throwing on the run, and he can put it on a dime. And, oh, he didn't, he, he would have benefited from a lot better receivers than what he had, obviously. Mm, Yeah. Oh, man, so many drops I saw in that game alone. It is ridiculous. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, some of the cons I had for him, and this is uh, just after the combine. Uh, footwork will need work since he worked out of the shotgun 98% of the time in college. I do remember yeah. that, yeah. Uh, from what I understand, he's, his footwork is pretty close at this point. Oh, and yeah. that's something that's definitely coachable at the next level. So I have no I have no worries about him getting better at that. And uh, Ryan Pace said that that's one of the things that they liked most about him when yep. they went to the private workout with him is his feet are the best feet in this draft class. Mm-hmm. So, which is, I think is a weird compliment. <laughs> the, he's, he's got the <laughs> best feet. He's got the best feet. Ryan, Ryan, are you into some weird stuff? <laughs> um. Not always great at sensing pressure, which again, that's something that's coachable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do, I do feel like a lot of time he has good poise in the pocket. Yeah, but it's just always hard sometimes to sense that defensive end coming up from behind you. Right, and also more experience, you yeah. you get better at that. Exactly. Uh, inconsistent on deep ball throws, which I did see in the game film from time to time. He overthrows guys a few times, and you'll have that with quarterbacks like. But for the most part, he's still really accurate with how he with how he delivers the ball. Yeah. And the last thing I had only played thirteen college games, which is a risk you take in that situation. Like, 
I, I still really like the kid. I feel like he's gonna be. Pre- I feel like he's gonna be really good. Yes. Yeah. As long as he develops correctly, that's the key. Yeah, the Bears can't force him into the game, into the starting role this coming season. And I don't think that I don't think they will. I think he'll be third string behind Glennon and Sanchez because you don't want to rush him in there. You don't want to do trial by fire with this kid. Oh, yeah, I forgot we had Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, we got we got butt fumble. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean they've already named Glennon as their day one starter. Mm-hmm. Which I mean they should have. Yeah. I mean that's that's your plan right now. And I have to say, I'm I'm so confused by all these people that are being like, oh, Mike Glennon must feel blindsided by this draft pick. Why? Yeah, why would he feel why, blindsided? Why should he be blindsided? He signed a three-year deal. He signed the, what? you're going to be our temporary quarterback <laughs> while we get while we develop a new one. He signed a yeah. three-year deal where all of his guaranteed money is in the first year. Yeah. That's it. Like, he basically signed a glorified one-year deal with two team options, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why should he feel blindsided? Also, it's the nature of the business. Also, this is what happened to him in Tampa Bay. He was, yeah. He's already been he's, through this. He's been blindsided before. Because <laughs> Tampa, Tampa Bay was not expected, really, to take a quarterback. But then they really liked Jameis Winston. Like, <laughs> we could probably win more games with Jameis than we could with Mike. Yep. Which was absolutely true. Yeah. So with this Trubisky pick, though, I yes. when when we did our, our prospect episode, I said I like Trubisky the most. And yes. so I am perfectly happy with having him and developing him. But the fact that we gave up two picks this year and one pick next year to move up one spot, like to me, that's basically saying that Trubisky is worth three players more than mm. Watson. Yeah. Well, the thing with moving up to one spot, which I know a lot of people, <coughs> I know a lot of people, that's their problem. Is like, you only move up one spot to get him. Like, he'll probably be there at three. But at the same time, the Niners were taking offers from other teams as well to move up to that spot. There were teams that needed quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, Cleveland was apparently trying to move up into that spot to take Trubisky. So they were going to have the first two picks. They were going to get Miles Garrett and Mitch Trubisky. Madness. Which would have been absolutely bonkers. <laughs> and then there was also a report that the Jets were trying to trade up too. Now, we don't know that... We'll never know really if any of this is true. Because no one will ever give us a 100% truthful answer. Yeah. Right. So we just have to go on speculation. I believe that there had to be someone moving up. I don't think Ryan Pace is dumb enough to be like, Oh yeah, we totally think that someone else is moving up so we're going to give you all of these draft picks Mm. yeah i feel like he had a good sense of what other teams were offering and he knew he was going to have to make a choice and if he felt like this guy was the the man the future of the organization which in his press briefing he said repeatedly yeah yeah he said the word conviction a lot he sure did and you can't sit sit on on your hands hands. (laughs) sit on your hands if you want to be great which i love that line it's pretty good, but like, and it's and it's funny because like a lot of the Bears player Bears players I follow on Twitter mm-hmm. were like retweeting all of his quotes from that, and they're just like, "Yeah, we're on, we're hundred percent on board." I'm like, "All right, they're at least behind him." Yeah, yeah. But it's a it's a rebuilding year, like or reloading, whatever the hell they want to call it. Like <laughs> it's a rebuild. Yeah, we'll be honest about it. So the Browns, th- this is how it is. The Browns 
announced that they're going to take Miles Garrett, which means that there's mm-hmm. two pretty equally good quarterbacks in Trubisky and Watson. And if you have the third pick, one of those quarterbacks is still going to be there. I understand that, but if you really honestly feel like Trubisky's the guy that can lead your franchise for the next 10, 12 years, like, you go after him. Yeah. yeah. If you don't feel that way about Mahomes or Watson or Kaiser or Peterman or anyone else, like, that, that's just it. Like, if you have your guy, yeah. if you have the guy that you feel like is going to be your leader, your face of the franchise for the next 10, 12, possibly even 15 years or more, you you do whatever to get them. That's that's just how it works. Yeah, and if it doesn't work out, then <clears throat> egg on your face. Think think of it this way, Austin. <clears throat> if Mitch Trubisky does in fact become the next Aaron Rodgers, do you really care what the Bears gave up to trade trade up and get that spot? That's the thing. Mm, probably not. I mean, it depends on where if, we will be in other aspects of our team. If if Mitch Trubisky becomes the next Aaron Rodgers and leads the Bears to two Super Bowls in the next eight years, do you okay. care they tr- do you care they trade away three picks to move up one spot? No, I'm fine with that. Exactly. <laughs> like, and that's the way you have to look at it right now. Now, in three years, we'll be able to sit there and be like, "That was a bad move," or "This is a great move." Yeah, and plus they gave up a third and two fourth round picks. Uh, two thirds and a fourth. A third this year, a third next okay. year, and a fourth this year. I thought it was a fourth next year. But no. Okay, but they had two fourths this year. So still, they, it's I not like they. they it's not like they gave up multiple it's, second round picks. Like I told Dan, like I told Dan when I uh, got here, it's not like they're the Texans. The Texans have no first or second round pick next year. They both went to Cleveland. Oh, that's right. Yeah, one to get rid of Osweiler and one to get Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, it could be worse. Yeah. So it, so Ryan Pace is either, in five years, he's either going to be the hero of the organization or he's going to be fired. This is Basically. Basically, this is one of those moves that determines whether you get an extension or whether you get fired. Yeah. And, like, and good we'll, on him for having the balls to do that. Yeah. There's like, not a whole lot of GMs that are going to have the cojones to make that move. No. Yep. And he was willing to do it. And the well, and the great thing for him is too, like he's young, so if he does this and it doesn't work out and he gets fired, no big deal. He'll he can have go, other yeah, he can go work at another organization, be like an assistant GM or president of football operations, something for a few years, and then try again as a GM for someone else. Mm-hmm. Like he's got plenty of time, so he's willing to make these risky moves, which Bears fans may not appreciate, but for me, like. I hated going with the safe picks. Yeah. You hate going with the guys who are like, oh, we know they're going to be decent. I'd rather go after, I'd rather take a risk every once in a while. And uh, what <clears throat> what's really upsetting about Bears fans' reactions is if we, if we don't take him and we wait until the second round, he's gone, Mahomes is gone, and Watson's gone. And... Kaiser would still be there. Kaiser would still be there. Peterman would still be there. And Kaya. Right. But. Do you really want either one of those three to like be your face of the franchise? I. I mean. I'm not completely sold on Peterman. I like him, but I'm not completely sold on him. 
Kaiser's probably Kaiser's the, the best cl- bet. He's probably the closest. Three. He's the closest of the three, and but even that's no. That's he's not still guaranteed. the number four quarterback. Yeah. So like. Well, technically number five since uh, Beather got drafted before him. Well, right, but I mean, like the number four quarterback as far as talent was ranked. Yeah, true. Um, so Bears fans would still be just pissed off. This this is how bipolar Bears fans are. They complain for years that they don't have a quarterback. Like, oh, we don't have a good quarterback. We need a good quarterback. And then when you get a good quarterback, when you or they say keep saying we need to draft a quarterback. Uh-huh. So you draft one number two overall, and they complain about it then. There's, there's just but, no pleasing some of them. But there's a difference between drafting number two, drafting a quarterback at number two, and giving up three other picks to draft that quarterback at number two. And I understand, but it's a risk you take. <sighs> it just like, doesn't like, sit well with me. Like, my reaction was, yeah, Trubisky! Crap, why did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> because it got you Trubisky. Yeah... I guess. Like, I just... High risk, like, high reward. Yep. Yeah. Or... It's that opportunity cost. You can't, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Yeah. Or a few faces if this goes wrong. <laughs> if it goes wrong, then you know what? We fire everyone in charge and we start over again. Yeah, you can't have a bachelor party without killing a few hookers. Exactly. Is that what happened at your bachelor party? Because I wasn't there for that. <laughs> that was. There was. Is that what happened at the gun range while I walked to the, while I walked away? Yeah. Okay. That made more sense. They substituted live targets. <laughs> yeah. Because they knew it was a bachelor party, so they're like, "All right, yeah. here." You get a dance, and then they dance in a different way. Hookers don't dance; they just get right to sucking. Sucking some on some lead. Involved. It's just. Close off and let's get fucking. <laughs> Alright, so we've spent a long time on the number two pick. Let's yeah. let's move on through the first round, then we can talk more about the rest of the Bears draft. Fair yeah. enough. Alright, so number three overall. 49ers took Solomon Thomas, as I mentioned before, defensive end uh, from Stanford. Uh, number four, a pick that I kind of figured was... A foregone conclusion. Jaguars take Leonard Fournette, running back out of LSU. Yeah, he was uh, considered the number two talent in the draft. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of people that mocked him going number two to the Niners when they had that pick. So you know, you never know. Uh, this was a second surprise of the first round. Was the Titans taking Corey Davis, wide receiver out of Western Michigan, number five? Yeah. Which I mean, the kid has been compared to Terrell Owens. So. I kind of understand if you're really high on him, but I was just surprised at five. Yeah, that's the that was a high take for I, him. Plus, I thought he, he was going to be there for them at eighteen, and he had a uh, some sort of surgery, didn't he, on his ankle? Um, yeah, I think so. So yeah, and then uh, number at six, the Jets get Jamal Adams, safety out of LSU. Okay. Uh, another surprise at number seven, the Chargers take Mike Williams, wide receiver out of Clemson. They went on a short little wide receiver run there in the first uh, ten picks. Yeah, five, seven, and nine. <clears throat> yep. Uh, number eight, this one I actually have been calling for like I had been calling for like three weeks. Yeah. So I was excited when I saw it. Uh, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, number eight to the Panthers, running back out of Stanford. I had heard that they really liked him. 
And I thought about it, I was like, they do need a really good running back, a good versatile guy. So I was like, I could see them going there. And then about a week before the draft, I saw a post, it's like, the Panthers will not get McCaffrey go past eight. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, that'll work for me. Yeah. Uh, and then the one that I probably thought is one of the biggest surprises, the Bengals at number nine take John Ross, wide receiver out of Washington. That I was didn't, surprising. I didn't expect him to go wide receiver. I thought they were going to go more defense or maybe an offensive lineman. I wasn't entirely sure, but I was not expecting that. So now you have a guy who runs a 4-2-40 on, matched up on the outside, That's on the other side of A.J. Green. Yeah. Oh, man. That's going to be a high-powered offense. That's a dangerous yeah. duo for Andy Dalton right there. Yeah, they're banking on Dalton having a bounce-back season. I guess so. All right, and then number 10, another team trading up to take a quarterback. The Kansas City Chiefs take Patrick Mahomes from Texas Tech, and they took that pick from Buffalo, which more on Buffalo here in a little bit. <laughs> That's a little crazy, though, because they've already got Alex Smith. Yeah, but again, all these quarterbacks were kind of guys that you wanted to groom up a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's the perfect situation for Mahomes. He gets to sit for probably a couple of years behind Alex Smith, learn a lot. Andy Reid's a hell of a coach to learn as learn from as a quarterback yeah and alex smith is this is his 12th year in the league he was he's, drafted in 2005 along with aaron Rodgers. He's getting, he was the number one pick that year too yeah it was that's true nine. that's actually yeah that's actually probably mahomes has a great deal now where he gets to study behind alex smith and also yeah. get andy reed coach him for a couple of years like yeah. that's pretty good for him yeah pretty Absolutely. much what i just said yeah <laughs> Thanks for repeating what I said, only yeah, using just slightly to, different words. He wanted yes. to clarify it for I just, the listeners. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, because so, you were uh, going more for like, it's good for the Chiefs. I'm saying it's also good for Mahomes. That's, that's true. Uh, number 11, the Saints take Marshawn Lattimore, cornerback out of Ohio State. Now, I was just surprised with how far Lattimore dropped because he in all the mock drafts I've seen, he hadn't gone, I think, past seven. Like he was, he was up there. I had seen a couple where the Bears take him at three. Um, I mean, it makes sense for the Saints. Like they were probably happy as all get out that he dropped to eleven because now they got a, their lockdown corner. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and they on, didn't have to trade up to get him. Yeah, and on the big board, uh, he was ranked as the number two overall cornerback talent. Ten best talent in the draft yep. overall so it's a good steal i mean perfect placement number 11 ranked 10th overall all right and then the 12th pick the houston texans trade up uh and get deshaun watson quarterback out of clemson and i th- honestly i think deshaun is probably the most nfl ready out of any of the quarterbacks uh and i think right now you're looking at a guy who's basically going to compete for a starting job yeah, I because right now his competition is Tom Savage. I would expect Oof. Watson to probably, <laughs> yeah, exactly, to probably take over the role sometime <clears throat> during the season. I think he'll win the job. I think he'll win it in spring training. Oh, you spring think, training preseason. You think that uh, he'll start week one? I think he'll start week one. Mm. I think I think he's got more tools than Savage does. The only thing Savage has though is that he's been there a few years and he, he knows made, the system. Yeah, he'll build up a rapport. Plus, uh, Bill O'Brien really likes him. But, I mean, Deshaun Watson's just good, man. 
and he's pumped, and he played with DeAndre Hopkins at Clemson. So you already have a rapport with your number one wide receiver. Might as well take advantage of that. It's true. It's pretty good, yeah. All right, moving on to number 13, the Arizona Cardinals take Hassan Reddick, linebacker out of Temple. This kid was a freak at the Combine. Mm-hmm. He was He's super fast. Uh, just... Oh, he did really well in the workouts, too. He's really good in coverage and rushing the passer. So Arizona has a dual-threat linebacker right now. So I I feel like this kid could do really good damage in Bruce Arians' defense. Agreed, because that is a good defensive system. Oh, yes. Uh, Number 14, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, basically piss off their entire fan base (laughs) and take Derek Barnett, defensive end out of Tennessee. And they piss off their fan base because their fan base is stupid. And they don't realize that Derek Barnett is a great pickup. This is a kid... Someone tweeted out that they never heard of him before. And my immediate response was, you have not done any research then on anyone outside (laughs) of the quarterbacks. (laughs) Like, outside of the quarterbacks and probably John Ross, you have done no research on anybody. Derek Barnett... uh, A lot of people are saying he's every bit as good as Miles Garrett. Wow. And you're talking about you're also talking about a kid that had more sacks in the SEC, which is the same conference that Miles Garrett plays in. That's impressive. So nice. I mean, the kids the kids really good, and also he broke Reggie White's sack record at Tennessee. Reggie White, who was one of the best sack, is one of the top sack leaders in the NFL history. Yeah, yeah. Like the kid's just good. All right. So yeah, Eagles, you got a great pickup there. Good on them. Despite what the fans may say. Yeah, shut up, fans. Uh, Number 15, the Indianapolis Colts take Malik Hooker, safety out of Ohio State. Yeah, get the hooker. Colts are all about getting hookers. Uh, Number 16, Baltimore Ravens take Marlon Humphrey, cornerback out of Alabama. Now, of all the Alabama prospects, I did not expect Marlon Humphrey to go first. I thought for sure sure it was going to be Jonathan Allen, which he went number 17 to the Redskins. So back-to-back Alabama guys being taken in the first round. Both great pickups. Both are really going to help out those defenses. Uh, Number 18, the Tennessee Titans have their second selection, and they got another great one, Adoree Jackson, defensive back out of USC. This this kid is a two-sport athlete at USC. Uh, His Twitter handle is Adoree Knows because he's a huge Bo Jackson fan. Nice. Uh, A lot of people have said this kid... Is really good. He has the potential to become probably one of the best shutdown corners of the class, at least. Uh, God, he has really good speed. Uh, he can help out in the return game as well. Uh, oh, he was a two-sport athlete at USC with uh, football and track and field. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. I think I think he set the conference record for uh, triple jump. Ooh. <clears throat> He's got hops. Yeah. And then number 19... Woof. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, I still can't believe they got this kid because this just that makes their offense so much better. OJ Howard, tight end of Alabama. Yeah. Another you now Alabama. have Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, and OJ Howard to throw the ball to. Mm-hmm. Like, that they're really just trying to keep up with Atlanta at this point. Yeah. Exactly. Offensive firepower. Yeah. And they did a great job with it. The kid is a the kid is a freak. Uh, number 20, the Broncos finally take the first offensive lineman. Yeah. They take Garrett Bowles, tackle out of Utah. 
And he had one of the good moments of the draft because he brought his uh, infant son up on the stage with him and held him up Lion King style. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, that's a good moment for him. And this is a kid that's kind of had a rough road. Uh, Apparently he had some anger issues when he was younger. So what do you do with a kid with anger issues? You give him him a shoulder pads and tell him to go beat the hell out of other people. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, That's what you did, right, Dylan? Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I still have anger issues. Now I just play Madden to get those out. Yeah. That works. All right. uh, Number 21, the Detroit Lions. I was surprised with this pick because I just, I didn't expect it. I thought they would go one of the other corners that were available, but they go with uh, Gerard Davis, linebacker out of Florida. Uh, real speedy kid, can cover sideline to sideline really well, so it kind of fits with the defensive scheme they're going with. Uh, number 22, the Miami Dolphins select Charles Harris, defensive end out of Mizzou. Dolphins need a pass rusher. This guy's one of the best ones. All right. uh, number 23, the New York Giants got another offensive weapon because now you don't have enough for- good pass catchers in New York, right? <laughs> nope. We only have Odo Beckham Jr., Brandon Marshall. Uh, oh, God, I'm blanking now on everyone else. Oh, I forgot that Marshall went to the Giants. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, so the Giants selected uh, Evan Ingram, tight end out of Ole Miss, and I was so upset when this happened because I really wanted, wanted Ingram to be around in yeah. the second, <laughs> which then the Bears took a tight end in the second anyway, but we'll get to that. Oh, I just love Ingram because he can play inside and outside. Like, you can put him out at wide receiver, yeah. and he's still a mismatch. Like, it's he's too fast. He's he's a lot like when Greg Olson came out. Because mm-hmm. Olson was too fast for linebackers, and he's too big for defensive backs. Yep. It's perfect. Yeah. It except looks like... Ingram, except I think Ingram's got better hands, and he's a lot more physical. Man. And he's a better blocker. Oh, snap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks like the Giants are trying to get manning one more super bowl before he retires i think i think yeah that's kind of the plan there you mean it looks like manning's trying to get the giants to get him one more super bowl so that he can finally be (laughs) as good as his brother again yes (laughs) because he has to have one more ring to be as good as his brother he's gotta be better than peyton all right uh number 24 the oakland raiders uh, took Garyon Conley, cornerback out of Ohio State. Yeah. Now, this was a kid that had off-the-field issues. He probably could have been up higher. He probably could have been even mm. the first corner taken in the draft. Mm. But a couple of days before the draft, uh, he was accused of rape. Oh. Which, very serious allegation. But to this kid's credit, he co- he cooperated with authorities from the beginning. Like, they brought him in for questioning. He went mm. in, no fuss, answered all their questions. Uh, he's he's basically going with them step by step through the process. He even had witnesses on the night that in, the rape in question happened, and they said he was you no know, here. We you know, we vouch for him, so he's he's got alibis. He's got witnesses. He's been working with authorities, and then the Raiders one day were talking to him. And they're like, "Would you submit to a polygraph test?" And he said, "Absolutely." So nice. he came in. They had a professional come in with the polygraph, took the test. The guy told the Raiders afterwards, "I don't." I don't think he was involved in this at all. So all right. Raiders went with Raiders went with that. Plus, yeah, there you go. <clears throat> I mean, they're going to Vegas, so he doesn't have to rape hookers. <laughs> you were all about hookers tonight. Well, what you is know, with they drafted you? a hooker in this first round, so <laughs> the Colts did, not the Raiders. Yeah, but I mean, 
Just Get out of easy. here. You're just the worst type of person. No, I'm not soup. That's true. <laughs> Step below. All right, uh, number 25, the Cleveland Browns. Gosh. Uh, and they traded, they traded, now this was when they traded down from 12. Yeah. They traded down from 12 to 25, and they pick up Jabril Peppers, safety slash linebacker out of Michigan. Oh, Now, I know you were upset about this. I was so upset. I wanted the Bears to get him. And I I liked Peppers, too. But there have been a lot of questions about whether he can commit fully to either safety or linebacker. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see how he does in the NFL. Plus, with a uh, diluted sample coming out, there are some questions about that. Which is why that he slid down the board. A lot of people thought he'd go into the second or third because of that. Yeah. I'd say, I know I'd seen a few reports where he was possibly going to fall to the third round because of it. But yeah. the Browns really liked the him. The Browns said nope. Browns really liked him. They're giving him a chance. They're going to. I think they'll stick him at safety Yeah. and see how he does. Kind of... Maybe even kind of make him a rover. Yeah, they need safety help out. more than linebacker. Well, and he, this is a kid that'd be able to step up into the box and be run helped as well. So yeah, they're gonna see what they can do with him. <clears throat> now, uh, at twenty six, the Atlanta Falcons take a uh, Tacarus McKinley, defensive end out of UCLA. And I'm sorry, this kid had the best moment of the draft. Yeah, because he gets up on he first off he carries a picture of his grandmother up on stage. His grandmother passed away. And he told his grandma a long time ago, you know, I'm going to get out of Oakland. I'm going to become something. I'm going to be an NFL. I'm going to play in the NFL. And he gets up and, like, he's basically screaming this story to the people that are interviewing <laughs> him on the stage. And he's inter- he's interviewing, uh, or he's being interviewed by Deion Sanders for mm. the NFL Network. Yeah. And he, you know, he's getting amped up, you know, because he's emotional. Like, his grandma's dead, and he's finally living his dream, and, you know, he's doing this for her. Like, first-round pick. He, like, oh, first-round pick. He's all excited, playing for the Atlanta, who's got a really good defense. He's all fired up, and he drops an F-bomb on live television. <laughs> <laughs> and he realized it immediately, and he was like, I was like, I apologize for my language. Find me later. I'm like, yes! <laughs> this kid knows the drill. Oh, it's so funny. That's awesome. I now want a t-shirt that just says, find, find me, me later. later. <laughs> and I want to wear it to work all the time. Oh, I was, that, uh, that just made me happy. Oh, man. I, I laughed my ass off when I saw the video of that. All right, moving That's on now to pick number good. 27 for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, this, this is an interesting story. Uh, they took Tredavious White, cornerback out of LSU. Now, that's not the interesting part. <laughs> the interesting part is that, as of today, the Bills have fired their general manager and their entire scouting department. Yep. All these people that put in all this time for the draft have now been fired. Oh, my gosh. And immediately people were like, did the Bills have that bad of a draft? <laughs> it's, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not that they had a bad draft. I don't think they necessarily did that bad. But apparently this mm. has been a plan for a couple months. Like, I guess sometime in, like, sometime sometime after the Super Bowl, they decided that they were going to clean house and start over, but they didn't want to do it right then because they were going to have to basically restart the draft process over again with a whole new scouting department. Right, And yeah. they didn't feel like they'd be able to evaluate talent in enough time to make good choices. So they kept everybody... Let them draft for the team that's not going to have them employed anymore. And, and then fired. fired them. So, 
Yeah. Buffalo, you need, crazy. you need to get your shit together. This is exactly why they're the Bills. <clears throat> yeah. There's a reason why they've only won 30 games in the last four years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And here's, and here's the other thing. They now have dead money to three coaches and one general manager. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, Doug Marone, uh, Rex Ryan. Uh, oh, God, I'm trying to think of the, the other coach that they have dead money for. It's a former offensive coordinator that's no longer with them. Uh, screw it. But then now... Some dickbag. But now Doug Whaley, because he had another year yeah. on his contract. He had three more years on his contract. <clears throat> oh, three more? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Buffalo, that was a bad move. Bad oh my move, gosh. dude. You people suck. <laughs> All right. Uh, number 28, the Dallas Cowboys select the player with my favorite, favorite name. name. Yeah. <laughs> You know me. Taco Charlton, defensive end out of Michigan. His name's Taco. <laughs> I love it. And he got drafted it. into Texas. I want, him, I want him to embrace the name of Taco and act like Taco from the league. <laughs> I want him to befriend every kicker in the NFL. <laughs> I want all of it. That's I'm awesome. I'm so happy. And now, I, and now that I think of it, I find it funny... That in the league, they visit a training camp, and it's the Dallas Cowboys training camp. Ah! Taco went <laughs> yeah. to Dallas. Well, and even uh, the league's uh, Twitter page posted a picture of the character Taco, which is played by John LaJoy, and they said this was one of the uh, terms of Jerry Jones getting DallasCowboys.com back, was they had to draft a player named Taco. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I love this so much. That's incredible. Oh. Alright, moving on to pick number 29. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns trade back into the first round thanks oh to the Green gosh. Bay Packers. Who apparently were like, nah, we're good. <laughs> we don't need first round talent. <laughs> they, they trade they traded from 29 down to the first pick of the second round. Then they traded that one down again. There's like do we really need more people? Like, They're like, we have Aaron Rodgers. We have Aaron Rodgers. We, we have way more success with our undrafted players. Like, <laughs> do we even need to do this? This is a technicality. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the Browns select David Njoku, tight end out of Miami. And this was another one I was upset about that he got picked. Man. Would have been a great tight end for the he Bears. He is a beast. Yeah. He's very good. Uh, number 30, this was a feel-good moment in the first round. The Pittsburgh Steelers take T.J. Watt, linebacker out of Wisconsin. Now, you may recognize the name because he's the younger brother of J.J. Watt. Man. Who was the defensive end for the Houston Texans. Those Watts mm-hmm. really like their initials. <clears throat> uh, you have J.J., D.J., and T.J. Oh, my gosh. And there was actually a post on Twitter. I meant to save it. It had all of their, like, uh long names like yeah. their full names yeah so i still technically know what their names are but i can't now remember what they are i want to i want to i want to say like jj's is jesse james nice jesse james watt uh well, and then the other uh, Watt brother technically is, is dj but he goes by Derek. ah he's escaping that he's trying to escape the initials oh but and this this was also good to see because JJ Watt went crazy on social media when he got picked. Like he filmed the selection 
And then he's like tweeting up his brother. He's like, oh, we're going to play each other on Christmas Day. It's going to be so much fun. I'm like, <laughs> he's he's adorable. I love him. Yeah. Okay, J.J. So Watt is seriously the best thing about the NFL right he's now. He's going to be like, hey, can I get put in at tight end? For oh, you know he's going to do plays? it. You yeah. know he's going to do it. I'll block my brother so good. He's like, I, I'll block my brother. I'll block the shit out of him. <laughs> okay, so J.J. is Justin James. T.J. is Trent Jordan. And then Derek John. There it is. Derek John. DJ. DJ Watt. Yep. I'm calling him DJ. I don't care what he wants to be called. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, JJ and TJ are, I want to say, like the sixth set of brothers to be drafted in the first round in NFL history. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. All right, number 31. In my opinion, we have the steal of the draft right here. The San Francisco 49ers trade back up into the first round and take Reuben Foster, linebacker from Alabama. Who was considered to be the number three talent in this draft. There were some people that had him as high as two. Like, it's Garrett and then Foster. Man. And it was close on that. Yeah. Now, Foster dropped because he had an incident at the Combine where he got in a fight with a hospital worker. Uh, What? He got an altercation with a hospital worker, and then he was asked to leave the Combine. So he didn't partake in any of the drills. And he also had an, he was also another one of those that had a diluted samples for his uh, urine sample for the drug test. So he went down because of that. But the 49ers sat there and basically said, you know what? We haven't had Patrick Willis for a year and we felt that effect. So we're going to try and correct that mistake. Yep. And more power to you. (laughs) And then the Saints at number 32. Uh, this was a pick they got from the New England Patriots when the Brandon Cooks trade. They get Ryan Ramsick off the tackle from Wisconsin. And I feel like this was one of the only picks in the first round that I didn't really like and was more of like a safe pick. Because, hmm. I mean, they needed offensive line help. Yeah. But I feel like you could have done a lot more with it. Like, there are still some really good defensive backs out there and you need defensive back help. True. So. Yeah, but, and that's only know. the second. There's only two offensive linemen go in the first round. Yeah, yep. which, and also uh, with Garrett Bowles being taken twenty, that's the latest an offensive lineman's been taken in the common draft era. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I mean, but this was also a very weak offensive line class. Yeah, I'd heard but that there, too. There wasn't a whole lot. The only names I ever heard were Garrett Bowles and Forrest Lamp. Like that was it. I was surprised with Ramzik when he got picked in the first round, but, you know, when you have guys on your list that you really like, you go with them. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the first round. Um, so pretty much anyone who was an ex- draft expert, uh, they got thrown for a loop. Yeah. Like, no one no one saw the Bears trading up to get Trubisky. No. Uh, no one saw that run of wide receivers in the top ten. Mm-hmm. No one saw three teams trading up to get quarterbacks, yeah. which was also the first time that's ever happened in draft history. Pretty so, unique draft then. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. <clears throat> uh, cool. So obviously we're not going to cover every single pick of this draft. No. We're going nope. to go on to, uh, I think we're going to talk about a few of the other four picks the Bears had and yes. and a few of these surprise picks of the draft sounds fair yeah. all right so here are the bears picks 
Uh, round one, we have Mitch Trubisky, which we already discussed, so I don't think we need to go into that anymore. Nah. Uh, round two, they draft Adam Shaheen, tight end out of Ashland University, which is Division II college. Yep. Uh, oh. th- then you go into round four. Uh, they traded up to get Eddie Jackson, safety out of Alabama. Also in okay. round four, they uh, picked up Tariq Cohen, running back out of North Carolina A&T. And then in round five, you have Jordan Morgan, an offensive lineman from Cutstown University, which is also Division II. Uh, North Carolina A&T, also a Division II school. Yeah, they so took three Division II <clears throat> players. You have five picks. Three of them are not even from Division <clears throat> One. Risky. And the other, and the other two are from North Carolina and Alabama. So you have one like top tier football program. You have one program that's getting better, and then three Division two schools. Which nothing against small schools or Division two schools. It's just that's it's they shocking don't to see, see the big talent Mm-mm. as much no. as a Division one school is gonna uh, is gonna play against other people that are gonna go into the NFL. All right, so which one of these guys would you guys like to talk about first? We can just um, go in order. Yeah. Just go in order? Shaheen. All right, All right so we'll go go with Adam Shaheen, Man. tight end from Ashland. He's big. 6'7", 278. His nickname? Baby Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that's a lot of the reason why he got taken so high. I feel like he was a huge reach. Yes. But with the Bears not having a third-round pick, if they didn't think he was going to stick around till the fourth round, I guess I understand it, but also at the same time... Trade down in the second and get some more picks. My personal preference there, but <laughs> so I know I'm not paid to make these decisions. Uh, anyway, I I was I uh, I didn't like the pick when I first saw it, but luckily I follow uh, Walter Payton's son Jarrett on Twitter, and he has watched film on this kid and he posted a highlight film of him. Dude can ball. Right. Now, but granted, again, again, it's against Division, Division two, 2 talent. Like, a lot of the kids he's going up against are my height or slightly taller. So, it's uh, it's hard to judge that kind of talent. But if you feel like it can match up to what you need at the NFL, then I guess it's okay. Like, yeah. I mean, he looked fast. I mean, he's still big. He ran and it's not like you're, four seven nine forty, and it's not and it's not like you're drafting him to be your number one tight end right now. Right, you're drafting him to basically right now be your number three, and yeah. there's not even any guarantee of that because the Bears still have uh, Logan Paulson and Daniel Brown on the roster, hmm. who both played decently last year. Paulson ended up getting an injury, and Daniel Brown had stepped in, and he actually played pretty well uh, the few games he did get to play. But you still have Zach Miller, who's going to be your number one. You went out and got Deion Sims, who is definitely uh, more of a pass-catching tight end. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's where you're one out of him. But, I mean, it doesn't hurt to bring in a guy like Shaheen if you think he can be a, a lesser version of Gronk and then build him up to become better. I mean, I'm okay with it. But at the same time with that one, one player that was still on the board that I would have liked to have seen the Bears take instead was Obi Melfonwu. Yes, I would have, I would have really liked to have seen <sighs> him because he was an absolute... He's oh, a great talent. Oh, absolute freak, athletically. 
Uh, ran a really good 40, had the highest uh, vertical and the longest broad jump out of the draft class. Yeah. So He, he lit it up. So I was... <clears throat> I'm a little disappointed that they didn't take defense in the second round, but... Well, the, th- the thing with uh, Ryan Pace and how he drafts is that he grades each player individually, and then his policy is always best player available. Right. So if if they have Shaheen graded higher than... Uh, then okay. Than Obi, then that's just what they go with. I mean, it, in all fairness, his drafts the last couple of years haven't been that bad. Like, he's found yeah. good talent. Like, he got Jordan Howard in the fourth round, and this was a kid who was up for rookie of the year. Yep. He yeah. was the second leading rusher in the NFL behind Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> it's crazy. So... I mean, I want, I want, I want to give Pace a chance with this. As it's just weird to see that you draft three Division two guys in five picks. So. Yeah, that's risky. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the next one. Uh, Eddie Jackson, safety out of Alabama in the fourth round. Now they traded up to get him this on this one. Right. And a lot of people probably wondering, well. Who's Eddie Jackson? Like I said, Sage from Alabama. So he yeah. comes from a really good program. Now, if you're thinking, I haven't heard a whole lot about him the last year, well, it's because he broke his leg last year. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Like this, this is a guy who was probably, before he got hurt, in late round one, early round two pick. But then he breaks his leg, he's done for the year, so you worry about that injury aspect with him. Yeah. But of the film I've seen... Oh my god, he's he's basically that safety that's going to patrol deep for you. Yeah, and he's very good in coverage. He also uh, can return kicks, so he has added value there. So and this could be a steal for us. Th- this could, could be, be. A, this could out of the five, I feel like this is our biggest steal. If he can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy and produce right. like like he like I think he can, this could be a huge steal out of round four, which would be back to back years where we've gotten a steal in the fourth round. <laughs> throwing that out there. Great. <clears throat> All right. Uh, round, also a round four pick, uh, Tariq Cohen, running back out of North Carolina A&T. Now, Dan, you immediately texted me. I yep. was like, why are we getting a running back? I, I would have preferred that they would have gone out and gotten wide receiver help. I, or... I would have too, because that's, that's still like one of the few... Uh, parts of your team that you have not addressed. Yeah. Like, you signed Marcus Wheaton, sure, but you haven't done much else. And, nope. uh, like like you said, um, Ryan they, Schweitzer was available. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Schweitzer and, out of North Carolina, who played with Trubisky. Yeah, he played with Trubisky. Yeah. You're bringing in someone that can help. He and Trubisky can de- develop together. And they've already got a rapport. They've already got chemistry. Mm-hmm. They they would have been like, dude, we're both going to Chicago, and they would have they would have been like working out together all the time, oh, improving yeah. his routes, improving his skills. Well, and that's the other thing is you've already got a guy that you know how he runs routes mm-hmm. when he breaks out. You know where he likes the ball thrown to. So that's already taken care of. It it felt like a no brainer <clears throat> when I. When I saw that he was still on the board when the Bears came up for this 12th pick, I was like, sweet. 
they can totally get him. And then yeah. they drafted a running back, and I was like, why? I mean, with Cohen, uh, I watched a little bit of uh, film on him, and he's got pretty good moves. It, that's true. Uh, here's here's my problems with him. He's 5'6". Oh, he, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> he, I, I know you like small backs, and... I know I know anyone that if I say I don't like small backs, we'll come back with Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles is the exception to the very small rule. Literally, See, but I yeah. mean, he's the best backs are all around five ten to six one. Yeah, the best backs in NFL history. Uh, ESPN Sports Science listed the ideal running back at five ten, a hundred and. 90 pounds, I think, something somewhere around there. I thought it was a little more than 190, but... might It might have been. I yeah, because be you still got to be... be able to throw to him. True. Uh, maybe, maybe it was like 200 and something. I thought it was like 210, 215. That sounds about right. But either way, like their ideal height was 510. I do remember that. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't really have problems with... Uh, he was called the human joystick in college. Like I said, he's got moves. Yeah. He's got pretty decent speed. And again, he can return kicks, so he has added value as a special teamer. Yep. You're not bringing him in to take over for Jordan Howard. Absolutely not. You're bringing him as, as a change of pace back. Mm-hmm. No, Howard starts wearing him down, going between the tackles, and right when their legs are tired, put this kid in, throw a little out route to him on the sideline, and let him just run. Yeah. And no one's going to catch him with tired legs. So I I mean I like the idea of that happening. My question now is what does this ha- what is this what does this change in your current running back room? Because you still have Jeremy Langford, who yeah. in my opinion oh, is your yeah. change of pace back for Jordan Howard. Yeah. And you ha- also have Kadeem Carey. I was going to say they still have Carey, right? They still have Kadeem Carey. He's in a contract year though, on mm. on a rookie deal, and he was a Phil Emery pick. So, so, most likely, he doesn't get a contract I, renewal. I feel like most likely he's he's out the door. But I feel like Pace likes him enough because he did step up and play in a few games when uh, Langford got hurt. Right. Yeah. So I feel like Pace likes him enough. He'll give him a chance to earn a spot on the team in preseason. Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. But I don't, I don't foresee Kerry making it through. I like I like the kid though he give, he gives good effort. Yeah, uh, I I I loved how every time you ran the ball like he's leaning forward. Mm-hmm. He's always trying to pick up an extra yard. I love that kind of effort. So we'll see what happens with that. And then mm-hmm. round five was probably my least favorite pick. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Morgan, offensive lineman from Cutstown. Now, what's town? Cutstown. <laughs> Now, this kid is interesting. First off, I immediately followed all of these guys on Twitter after they got drafted. Nice. Because that's just how I roll. Uh, Jordan Morgan put up a tweet saying how in high school uh, his mascot was the Bra- was the Bears. Oh, in yeah. In college, his mascot was the Bears. And now he's a Chicago Bear. Oh, yeah. I saw that tweet. He's like, it's got to be destiny. <laughs> all right. I'm on board with that then. I'm like, I'm like okay, okay, I get that. And then uh, Kyle Long also sent a tweet out to him, and he goes, hey, last time we drafted a guy named Jordan, he was my best friend, so let's keep that tradition going. (laughs) (laughs) So, I didn't like the pick, not because he's an offensive lineman, not because he's from a Division II school, 
but because I watched film on him, and he just didn't impress me. Mm. Like, he played left tackle in college, which is not where he's going to be. They'll probably move him inside. Yeah. Because he doesn't have ideal size for a tackle at the NFL level. But, like, there's nothing, there's nothing that impressed me on the film. Every time I saw him block, he was, I mean, he was easily pushing guys out of the way, but it's not like he was one-on-one blocking them. He was pushing them basically into the into pile. Another, mm. Pushing them into the pile. And it's really hard for anyone to make an impact play when there's three guys around him and you're basically getting tripped up by bodies on the ground. Yeah. Uh, and I found a weird uh, one highlight that someone put on Twitter was him blocking a cornerback to the ground. I'm like, yeah, it's a corner. It's a corner, yeah. A corner. He, should, he should be putting a corner on his ass. Like, that's not impressive. Show me... Show me a big old brick shit house six six, like two sixty tackle. nose tackle or defensive end that he goes one on one against and he either pushes him back or holds his ground against. I just didn't see anything that impressed me on film. So, mm. but uh, he was at the Senior Bowl, uh, and he was on the North Squad, which the Bears coached this year. Uh-huh. So they got a pretty good look at him. All right, they got a good sense of what he can and can't do, and maybe. It seemed to me he was a much better run blocker than he was a pass blocker. Yeah. So that's why I think you move him inside to guard. And he'll basically just be there as a backup for uh, either Kyle Long or Josh Sitton, whichever one you feel like he's best at. He's not He's not a guy that's going to come in and win a starting job. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I didn't like it, but it at least adds some depth in case yeah. someone gets hurt, which we've seen a lot with Bears linemen over the last few years. Yeah. So, yep. cool. Yeah. So I'd say that wraps up our Bears coverage. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna throw out a couple of. <clears throat> uh, I'm gonna throw out my best selections. Okay. Outside of the first round, and then uh, most surprising selections. All right. So. Okay. With, and then I will tell you if you're right. With or not. number twenty in the second round. The Browns got their quarterback at Deshaun Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun. Deshaun? Oh, yeah. Well, it's spelled like Deshaun. Yeah, I know. Deshaun Kaiser. So, for them, that's what perfect. What round was that again? Second round. Second round. 20th pick. They got Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, it's good It's good value for them. For uh, them, it's great. I mean, I I think they're going to go with uh, Cody Kessler to start the year. I agree. I don't think Kaiser's going to be their their starting quarterback no, right think, away. And I think they understand that he needs more development. Exactly. He's their Which, quarterback of the future. And Kaiser's all, also said that he could probably benefit from some more development, but he's ready to play if he needs to. Yeah. So I think he'll come in as the number two guy, and he'll stay there for the season. But if Kessler goes down, which, as we've seen from Brown's quarterbacks, is almost bound to happen. Yeah. Um, I think Kaiser can step up and start start doing his trial by fire and see how he does. Um, I do the, like I do like his confidence though. He was the guy that said he's a kind of a combination of Tom Brady and Cam Newton. So he feels like he could be, and he said he, bold, he feels like yeah. he could be one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm like, you gotta love the confidence at least. Yeah. Um, third round, twenty third pick, the Giants got their quarterback of the future in Davis Webb. That there were. <laughs> Probably better quarterbacks on the on the table still, mm-hmm. but 
Eli has three years left on his deal. He will be 40 at the end of those three years. He's going to retire at the end of this contract. Davis Webb gets to train under Eli Manning for three years. And if Eli gets hurt, which he hasn't been hurt much in his entire career, then, then he'll get to see the field some. But he's also going to a weapons-rich environment. Like, that's a, that's a perfect pick for the Giants. Like, if you're a quarterback in this draft class, you almost hope that you get drafted by the Giants. Yeah. Just, I mean, with it's Odell Beckham Jr. Time. alone... Yeah. Like, that should just make you be like, yeah, I'm okay with going there. <laughs> I'm, that's, that's great. <clears throat> and now and now you'll have an ad weapon in uh, Evan Ingram. You have Brandon Marshall there now. Uh, just, oh. <clears throat> I, I'm not sold on Davis Webb, though. Yeah. But I feel like that receiver core can make him better than what he is. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then possibly one of the best value picks of the draft, fifth round, 27th pick, the Buffalo Bills got Nathan Peterman. And I really do like Peterman. I told you, I talked to you about this earlier. Uh-huh. I like Peterman. I'm just not completely sold on him as a starter right away. Right. And But, I mean, the Bills have Tyrod Taylor. They're going to give him but, at least one more year. But I don't know that Taylor's the best one for him to learn from. Probably they not. have very different styles. Yeah. I mean... I feel like Peterman's smart enough, though, that he can kind of progress on his own. Yeah. I just... I, I, I mean, I like the kid. I think he's got good talent. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think Buffalo's going to screw the pooch on this one. <laughs> uh, like, Could be, yeah. I don't, I don't see any other way around this. Um, you also have a defensive-minded head coach right now. True. And Sean McDermott. So. Uh, my... my Biggest surprise was Brad Kaya sliding all the way to n- the number 31 pick of the sixth round. I mean, I, I was surprised with sixth, but... I thought he'd go fourth or fifth, but almost in he almost fell to the seventh round. Well, that the, was surprising Well, the thing me. with quarterbacks getting taken is that we I thought we were going to have a good run there for a while because Trubisky went second. Uh, Mahomes went 10th and Watson went 12th. So I'm like, okay, we have an early run. I think Kaiser will probably go near the end of this, and then we'll get some QBs in the second and third. But then after, like, Watson, it just kind of died. Yeah, until the in, until middle Kaiser, of the second. Yeah, until Kaiser got taken in the middle of the second. And then it really just spaced out there. Right. So I think teams kind of realize, okay, we can step back for a little bit and fill some other needs. Yeah. And I think that was the case with the Lions. <clears throat> they probably, if it had come down to it, they probably would have taken Kai in the fourth if he was if other quarterbacks yeah, if were other, going if c- quarterbacks were going really quick they probably would have taken him <clears> earlier but since it had died down they're like okay we'll fill some other knees and if he's still there we'll take him and that brings me to my worst pick the Niners in the third round <laughs> took CJ Bayathard yeah Bayathard, I, I, however you pronounce I'm, this I'm Iowan's name beat hard beat hard because he's going to get beat hard <laughs> yep. behind the Niners offensive line. Oh my god. I <laughs> I I don't I don't I got nothing for this. Like for like all these people talking about like what a genius John Lynch is for pulling off that trade with Chicago and then he goes and pulls this in the third round. And you're just like <clears throat> maybe he's not that smart. Yeah. 
when when you had Peterman, Kaya, and a few others still on the board that yeah. were ranked higher than Beat Hard. Um, I think his name actually is Beathard, but I don't know for sure. I'm, his name looks like Beat Hard as it's written, so yeah, I'm going to call him Beat so Hard. Beat Hard. <laughs> um, CJ Beat Hard. Plus, the, I've read analysis on him, and he he's not that physically gifted. He doesn't have the... He's not the best at reading defenses or decision making, and he doesn't have the strongest arm or the best accuracy. They said he's from he, Iowa. He they said Iowa's at not a passing best, school. Uh, they said at best he could become a good backup quarterback. Why do you take a third round pick for a backup quarterback? I mean, you might as well like draft a kicker at that point. Yeah, I know because. There's your backup quarterback. Yep. I have a so, legitimate question. Yes. yes. Do kickers get drafted? They do. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Janikowski was actually a first-round draft pick when he came out. And wow. the Bengals in the fifth round drafted a kicker, Jake uh, Elliott. Tampa Bay's kicker got drafted, uh, I believe, in the second round a couple years ago. Oh, really? Or I, it was actually last year because he was a rookie last year. Oh my! Do most yeah. of them just oh, get right. signed? And then he missed field goals like all year long, well, and they were like, "What the heck is wrong with you?" Well, like with Janikowski, he was in college kicking sixty-yard field goals. Yeah. So yeah, you take that. Sense. And Al Davis was you know alive and making decisions, and he was just like, "Oh yes," <laughs> which I have to say. I've been talking to people about this. The Raiders have been making smarter and smarter draft picks since Al Davis died, and I think that was a turning point in the organization. I don't want to say they got better because Al Davis has died. But, but, but there, there is, is a, a correlation. There. <laughs> yeah, there is a correlation. Thank you, Austin. Uh, correlation. But then, possibly not causation. But, but, then, <laughs> but then with their pick, I was interested in who they would take, and they took Gary and Conley, who had off-the-field issues. And I was like, okay, like... That's interesting. And it's okay. Then, They're moving to Vegas. That won't be a problem. Well, and then I get on Twitter and someone uh, posted the, posted a picture of their selection and said, this is the most Al Davis pick since Al Davis. And I retweeted and said, you're not wrong. <laughs> like, it, it really is. Al Davis, Al Davis always wanted the fastest guys, the, the guys who ran, guys who had the lowest 40 times, the guys who had the most bench press reps, and the guys who were just, like, gym rats and athletic freaks. He didn't get guys because they were actually talented at football. Like, the perfect example, he uh, drafted Darius Hayward Bay, I think, like, eighth overall. And the kid couldn't catch a football. But he could run a 4-3-40. <laughs> that was the difference. Well, there yeah. you go. All right. Dan, are you, are you done with your list? Yeah, that was my final... Final comment is the Niners went artard in the third round. Uh, cool. I'd also like, to, also like to point out another one of my favorite names that got drafted uh, by the Denver Broncos, tight end Jake Butt. Yeah. Butt. His, there's literally going to be a jersey that has Butt on it, and I guarantee it's going to be in the top 10 selling jerseys this year. <laughs> I guarantee awesome. it. Awesome. All right. Uh, so uh, NFL.com did a grade ranking mm-hmm. for the draft overall for every team. As, as did everybody. Yeah, so I just went through it. Um, it there were 15 A's. There Ooh. were 16 B's, but most of them were actually B pluses. 
So the and Bears got the C. There was one team that got a C, and it was the Bears. Yep. I figured. <laughs> yep, but... It's because the, you gave away draft picks, and you drafted three Division Two guys. Like, that's it. Yeah, yep, so they got a C. But the Bills, who just fired everybody, got an A. So, go figure. I mean, they still had a good draft. Like I, like I said, they still had a good draft. It's just they decided they wanted to go in a different direction with everybody, and... They, they decided it months ago. They decided apparently. it way too late. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Uh, I also want to point out one more draft pick. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant this year, the last pick in the draft, was uh, Chad Kelly, quarterback from Ole Miss. Yeah. And I find that interesting because at one point, Chad mm-hmm. Kelly was supposedly a round, first-round prospect. What? Uh, he, was, he was a very good quarterback, but he had some injuries. He's had two sh- two surgeries on his shoulder so far, and it's apparently he has to get another one. Oh. Uh, I believe he also tore his uh, MCL. So, like, he's got a lot of injury issues. Ooh. That's so, yeah, that's right. He's a red flag. Uh, I forget who drafted him now. The Broncos. Was it the Broncos? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Broncos. Yeah, it is. Oh, my. That, that's really interesting, then. <sighs> Broncos really don't need more quarterback issues like right but i mean yep it's why not the last pick they figured Bron- broncos fans joseph calls mr relevant chad kelly my favorite quarterback in the draft oh did your power just go out there went my power cool huh good oh, thing it's back now We're good, good thing the mic draws power from my laptop yay that would have sucked <laughs> wait the power <laughs> in your house went out yeah whoa it's storming Oh, yeah. okay. It's it's this storm pretty good right now. Nice. It's bright and sunny here. Yeah, shut your stupid yeah, mouth. You can suck a dick. I was hey. on the way back from church and on the radio the the guy was like, Go outside and enjoy this last day of April and I'm like, It's raining and Abby's like, This is satellite radio. He's broadcasting out of Los Angeles. So I was like, damn it, Los Angeles. Stupid LA. Yeah, dude. With your it's sunny nice. weather. <laughs> and your taco right. trucks every five feet yeah i like those taco trucks <laughs> i do too i want them come out here and start a food truck i'm trying it's hard okay. when you have no money i'll allow it <laughs> i'm just trying to come out for a visit at this point but again no money it's hard we'll get you out here eventually <laughs> yeah we'll I'm start a GoFundMe. I don't care if I have to walk out there. Oh, you care. Eh, I care. I'm not walking. <laughs> like, then I have to ask uh, we'll for like a, a I have to ask for like a month off work then. We'll get That's you a true. segway. Oh, that'd be mm. fun. Segway across America. Yeah. Especially through like the southwest where it's <laughs> hot and dry and I'm gonna die. We'll get you an umbrella and a bottle of water. <laughs> yeah. And a bottle of water. One bottle. You're fine. <laughs> You can stop and refill it. And just tap a cactus on your way through Arizona. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Get you a cactus tap and a bottle of water and an umbrella. <laughs> so is that it for sports, you guys? That's that's it for the for uh, the whole episode. Yeah, I believe we're yeah. I believe we're done then. Great. All um, right. So uh, corrections and omissions for this week. Uh, previously, we had stated that Brock Osweiler. Used to be a Texans quarterback and was now a Browns quarterback. Well, we're, we might be wrong on that, actually, as well. Uh, he possibly could not be the Browns quarterback now. 
So he, he might he might just be I, I've, nobody's. I, for, I forgot they had him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like they keep talking about Kessler being the starter, and I was just like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense because they don't really have anybody else. I'm like, oh yeah, they still have Osweiler. <laughs> Oh, they do. Okay, so the, bad. What really blew my mind is the Browns were still trying to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo on oh draft my gosh. day. And the Patriots are like, no, we're not giving him up. If Tom Brady breaks, we need someone good. And we like him. Leave us yeah. alone. Uh, oh, the Browns man. right now are like that kid that bugs you for a toy that you're playing with. <laughs> No. Well, not anymore. Well, still. For now. They might be fine now. Okay, the Browns are like the kid that's bugging you for a Pokemon card that you like. But you're not, like, it's not like you have it all the time, but you still like it. Yeah. You're not getting my Raichu. Exactly. My holographic Raichu, because that makes it better. You're not getting my Diglett. Nah, dude. No was, way. I mean, no one really used a diglet, but you had a diglet, so. Yeah, I can diglet. Exactly. All right, so that's it for this episode, everybody. Hooray. All right. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us on iTunes and Google Play. Make sure you subscribe and rate and review us there because we always appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at the Shakedown Pod. You can also email us at theshakedownpodcast at gmail.com. Any questions, concerns, stuff you want us to talk about, shoot us an email or a tweet or whatever. And we also, our website is darknebulaentertainment.com and you can find us in the Shakedown Podcast tab. We got all our episodes there as well. You can find those. So, yeah, dude, it's adequate. <laughs> it's getting there. It's there. It's in construction right now. Uh, it's so, on the internet. It's like yes. Illinois roads constantly <laughs> under construction. Constantly under construction. <laughs> so next week is going to be a big Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 episode. Yes. Yeah. When you and when you probably said something that, sports. When you said that earlier I was reminded that I have uh Friday off. Nice. So I can go see it at midnight now and not have to worry about like getting up for work the next day. So I'm, I can't uh, go see it at midnight nice. because I'll be at work. He will be at oh, work. I'm sick. No, that's not how it works. Worth it. Can you go like Friday afternoon? Yeah. Because I'll go see it again. Okay. Yay. Cool. Bro date. Yes. Yay. All right, cool. So thanks for listening, everybody. I am Austin Stevens. I'm Dan Schweizer. And I'm Dylan Webster. And this has been The Shakedown. Shakedown.